0: Hi everyone and welcome back to In Progress with Nicole. Today I'm speaking to author, podcaster and journalist Jordana Levine and I'm so excited to get into that. But before I do, I'm just going to address the fact that I started this podcast at the end of April and it's now the beginning of August. That's a long time, but when I started this, I was in Sydney, I was in a really good routine, I was working as a podcast producer and I was basically just being a girl boss. Then I decided to go traveling by myself along the east coast of Australia and live in Cairns for three months. I just decided to flip everything I was doing and try something completely new. I worked in a nightclub, I lived in a hostel for three months, like what? I just completely jumped out my comfort zone and it was the most fun experience I've ever had. I learned so much about myself because I was traveling solo and I'm actually going to do an episode about stepping outside your comfort zone and doing things alone because I just have so much to say about it. But for today, we've got Jordana Levine on the podcast. So welcome to In Progress, Jordana. We're going to be chatting about your latest book, Make You Happen. So for anyone who hasn't read it or is yet to read it, what can they expect from this book?
1: Well, it's a sequel to my first book, which was called Make It Happen. And this book is all about self-awareness, especially when it comes to manifestation practice. So it sort of works on the premise of Um, the idea that if you want to manifest what you want in life like to manifest what you want you first have to recognize that you manifest who you are so what the book does is it helps you discover who you are through all the different facets of that Mm -hmm. and as you mentioned there you do have another two books what makes this one different
2: from from the other two
1: So the first book was about manifestation. The second book was about dating and relationships. And this book builds on the first. Like I said, it's a sequel and it focuses on self-awareness.
2: You speak about your own personal experiences in the book, which makes it really relatable. Like when I was reading, it, I almost felt like I was like listening to a friend. It creates like a really nice, like safe space for the readers I found. But- Can you tell us about your own personal spiritual journey? A bit about when you started to dive into manifestations, when you started creating vision boards, and striving to be your highest self. Was it was it like a quick switch moment, or was this something that gradually happened?
1: I'd always been brought up quite spiritual, not realizing that there was a difference between spiritual and non spiritual. It was just how we were raised. I didn't really think twice about it. I guess when I hit my twenties, I did do things quite differently to other people in that I sort of rebelled from spirituality a little bit because I was so used to it growing up and I thought I don't want to do this anymore like I don't want crystals, I don't want tarot, I don't want um, personal development books because they had started to become trendy and I'm one of those people who if something's trendy I want to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of distanced myself from it a little bit Um, and in Doing that, I found the value in it again because, of course, I didn't have it in my life. I saw the value of having it there. And so um, I started to reintroduce it in my late 20s as I kind of went into my 30s and, and, yeah, found the value in a spiritual practice.
2: When you say that you find the value in it, do you mean like things in your life were different without it?
1: Or what, what do you mean by that? I'd lost direction a little bit without it. I didn't realize it was giving me direction until I didn't have it anymore. Um, it enabled me to connect with myself on a deeper level and in turn connect with others on a deeper level. Um, and I guess at the basis of it, which is what Make You Happen is about, at the basis of my spiritual uh, spirituality practice was a self-awareness practice. And that's what I was missing out on.
2: One thing that I really wanted to speak with you about is journaling. I know for me, journaling is like when you wake up or before you go to sleep, it can really change how how you're going to start your day or how you you end your day just by finding one thing that you're grateful for. If you're in like a negative situation and then you just think of that one thing, it can really boost your mood. And in your book, that's something that you include your personal journals. So can you tell us a bit about why, why you chose to have that in the book?
1: All my books have exercises in them. It's less so about me having my own journaling practice. It's more about the fact that if you're going to sit down and read a self-help book or a personal development book, you need to be able to integrate the exercises. And I have found through reading a lot of these books that we read them, we take in the information and then we don't integrate it in any way and it gets lost, Um, so I wanted to give exercises that are done as you read the book. So you're integrating the information as you go. Um, and I found it's the best technique and, um, it's been quite successful with all of the books. That's what people have really enjoyed about them because they feel like they're really taking on what they're learning. I feel
2: like at the end of the book, you feel like you know yourself so much more and because you've literally got it right in front of you, you can see oh I've got this or I've got that and it's like something you won't forget it that way as well. You're hosting your own book writing mentoring sessions what can you tell us about that?
1: Uh, well I've been writing non-fiction books for oh, not even that long to be honest with you for four years but I wrote three books in three years and um I have so much information um, that I learned about how to do it while I was doing it. Um, I'm very, a uh, very organized person. I'm very meticulous. I have lots of structure. Um, and I found certain ways to do it with ease. And so I wanted to share that with people. So I run book courses, or, but I do do private mentoring with people where um, I coach them and help them write the book that they want to write. It's it's one thing to have a book idea. It's quite another to be accountable to sitting down every day and writing it, but also it's really helpful, I find, to bounce ideas around with someone to help with the flow of the book and the structure of the book and what's working and what's not working and all of that sort of stuff. I, I'm a journalist. Like, that's my background. So I've been writing for, you know, since I was 18. Um and it was just a natural progression for me yeah I got my first book deal and they gave me eight weeks to write it which is unheard of don't try and write a book in eight weeks but I think the pressure of the deadline just made me write it without question I think there's value in that as well I try and give my clients tight deadlines as well I've just yeah I mean I've always I've always been a writer I always think of books especially nonfiction books as just like really really long feature articles.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Can we expect any more books from you? Do you have any other?
1: I'm writing my first fiction book at the moment. So um, yeah, that's the next book I'll write. I'm not writing nonfiction for a little while. I I won't say ever again, but I needed a new challenge. So yeah, I'm writing, I'm writing fiction. Yeah. And how how does that compare to the, the nonfiction? Is it very
2: different? Or do you still find that you're getting in the flow just as easy?
1: Yeah, no, it's really different. Like I've been working on this fiction for over a year now, <laughs> where I would write my non fiction. <laughs> I told you eight weeks for the first one in three months for the other two. So yeah, uh, it's taken me a really long time. It's a particularly it's a particularly complicated storyline, which was probably not the best idea for my first fiction, but it's a whole other beast. Yeah, it's it's very different.
2: And it'll be sort of warden once it's out as well that you've got like
1: oh. that. Absolutely, yeah. It'll be very rewarding. I just didn't expect it to take this long. (laughs) Um,
2: with make you happen, is there one key point from the book that you would you would like to highlight or like tell to any listeners? Like one key thing that they could take away from it?
1: Yeah, I think you know a lot of the time we're looking for solutions outside of ourselves to anything in life. Um all of the answers come back to self-awareness. Every personal development, every self-help thing you see out there at the heart of it is self-awareness and getting to know yourself. So if you can start to know yourself intimately on all the different levels, then there's actually nothing that you can't do.
2: Yeah, and for anyone who wants to start that journey to self-development, but they're maybe not sure where to start or what to do, what, what advice would you give to them?
1: I just think like asking yourself questions like getting curious about the things that come up for you when you're feeling a certain emotion why am I feeling like this where did this come from is this emotion based on what's happening now or am I pulling something from the past you know just getting curious with yourself
2: yeah definitely sometimes it's good to just write write it all out and write down things like for me I did a bit of like shadow work and looked back at things that happened in my life and it's crazy when you look at how much it relates to you now, even though it's like so many years on and like everything really does just come, come from those emotions. Definitely. And I just wanted to end it with three quick fire questions. So the first one is, what is your biggest life lesson?
1: Oh, it's such a hard one. I think the biggest life lesson I've had is <laughs> that I can't control the outcome of things uh, no matter how how hard I try biggest lesson for me in life has been the act of surrender um I am a little bit of an a type personality I do tend to try and like grip on and control the outcome of things um so yeah my biggest lesson in life really has been letting go having faith and surrendering to the outcome yeah amazing and what is one thing in life that you couldn't live without Oh my God, this is like so basic and boring. I actually couldn't live without water. Like I know like we physically can't live without water, but I also just cannot function. It's like my brain stops if I'm not continually sipping on water. So I'm going to be really boring and say water.
2: No, no, that's not boring. That's like me, but with coffee, which probably
1: isn't as good for you as the water. <laughs> I mean, like also coffee. Also coffee. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and the last one is, what is your best advice for anyone looking to find their highest self?
1: I would say get to know yourself as you are now because your higher self is in there. Um, But, you know, in order to sort of reach it and access it, you really just have to be okay with the person that you are right now in this moment.
0: That was author, podcaster and journalist Jordana Levine. I love that conversation. I just think she has so much knowledge on manifesting and being the best version of yourself, which is what everyone is striving to be. So if you want to have a read, her latest book, Make You Happen is out now. Like I said at the beginning, my next episode is going to be about stepping outside your comfort zone and doing things alone. I just feel like I have so much to share on that topic. Then after that, I have the funniest, most vibrant, hilarious guest coming on the podcast. I actually can't wait to have him on. But for now, I hope you enjoyed listening and I hope you all have a beautiful day.